What's up, guys? Owen here from The Professional Builder, and welcome to the show. We've been working with residential building companies since 2004, and in that time, we would have helped over 2,000 build in better resilience, more profit, more time into their business, giving them true wealth. If you're here and you're looking for systems and processes, the ability to hold and retain the best people and do the best projects at the best profit margins, then you're in the right place. That's what we specialize in, and it's what we share on this show. We interview great guests, great members, great industry professionals and we bring all of those insights and lessons and learnings to you here so if you like the show please like and subscribe comment and share with your friends if you think that there's somebody that would benefit from this insight then share it along with them we don't have ads on here we don't really do any promotional stuff all we want is for you to get the best value and you can do that and give us feedback and give us the fuel to keep it going by liking commenting and sharing with our fantastic fellas from Outback Builders, Ian and Lachlan. G'day guys. There you go. Awesome, thanks. Uh, so our Member Monday, we like to reflect and share what's working well, who's kicking some great goals in the community and share just more in depth what's working well in your business, what golden nuggets have popped into your head, what challenges you've overcome and how your mindsets evolved. So uh, can you share a little bit about your company, your background, and the type of work that you guys specialize in. Yeah, um, so we we were just a general builder that we'd done everything from building houses, renovation, bathrooms, roofing, done a lot of insurance work. Yeah, before we joined up with the professional builders, we we realized we, we've always ran a very profitable company, got a pretty good reputation, but we just knew we hit our limits to for turnover. Like So we, we decided we had to specialise in one thing and systemise things, and that's when we signed up to the professional builders. And now we just do new homes, and yeah, but range from any range of new homes at this stage. we If we got enough work, we would probably hone in more on just one type of new home, but at this stage, it's it's just general new homes. So are they, your own, do you have your own sets of plans? Do you work closely with architects? How do you, how do, you do things? We've got our, our own draftsmen and we just, we get, it's, everything's designed and built. Yeah. Awesome. All right. And, and any particular kind of, like, how big are the builds? What sort of style? What dollar size are they sitting? We, yeah, we, we do, no, yeah, we'll do them all. We, we do, we've done, like, uh, one and a half million dollar job down to a three hundred thousand dollar new home. We probably don't come a lot under three hundred thousand just because of it's yeah, there's not much margin left once you get that low. Because yeah, you still got sure. you still gotta do all the process, so yeah. All right. And how do you guys split the roles between the two of you? So are you in a partnership, do you have shareholder meetings? How do you work out who does what role and how's the structure of the business? So I was the builder up until just now, June, 1st of July. I was I yeah. Yeah, back builders. On 1st of July, we've gone 50-50 on a partnership. So he's 50-50 in the Outback Builders now. Um, before awesome. that, yeah, I just paid him a wage and we more or less, in, in we brothers. So we just, if we had a good year, I'd help him out in, in a way. Yeah, but it was nothing formal where now we, everything's 50-50, we pay each other, we get a wage. And, yeah. Awesome. There's some things that I would recommend, even though you guys are brothers, that if you haven't done already, so first thing is a shareholder agreement. Yep. Yeah, we've Second. done, the accounts got all that done on the 1st of July, so we've worked all cool. that out. Yeah. Awesome. You, you also, there's a few other things that you need that you may or may not have. So 
need to have clear job descriptions with KPIs that says Ian will do ABC and he'll do 45 hours a week. Lachlan will do DEF and he will do 45 hours per week. And then you also need a buy-sell agreement with an insurance provision in there. So what that does is that specifies and sets out in the event of a sale or the event of one of you not performing, what events trigger that and who has the first right of refusal in terms of buying each other's shares. And also heaven forbid if something happened to one of you and you would end up in business with the other brother's wife, you may or may not want that. And what happens is that mechanism, that insurance clause provision, ensures that you get paid for your uh, spouse gets paid fair market rate for the value of the company. So you agree that in advance. And so that ensures that your wife's taken care of, the other person gets 100% of the company and both parties are happy on a predetermined valuation. Yeah. If you don't have that, do you know if you have that? We no, we, we, talk, we, we talk. talked about it, but that did, we didn't we haven't finalised none of that yet, but we, we've got it. Okay, if you need a hand on that, we, we've got a specialist in that who've done, who's done hundreds of them, and we could give you just, here's some tips for what to consider with your insurance broker and so forth, because he's a New Zealand-based guy, but he's an expert in it. Yeah, so yeah. you can take that and give it to your guy. Um, go, hey, here's some things we want to think about. So how do you split the roles between the two of you? Who's going to be doing what? I generally um, go go to job sites with sales with Lachlan, and then he, me, and him quote them together. But then once it gets past that, I I um, manage the jobs after that, and he he oversees me. And I've got another bloke that probably partly runs the jobs as well, and I oversee him a little bit. Yeah. So my role is sales and overseeing the quoting. Mm -hmm. But Ian, Ian is involved in the sales. He comes along to all the sales meetings just, just so he I understands. I know what the customer wants, so you're not just going in blind. Um, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And I, I do talk to the um, the, the plan drawer in the, as well to, to, with the customer and the plan drawer to sort that out. Um, so you, you have a draftsman in-house or on call or how does that work? On, on, on call, yeah. Yep, yeah. How many houses are you building a year and how many crews do you have going? Yeah, so we do, oh, we only just get rolling on this side of it, but yeah, 10 to 15 and we, we want to get to 20. Awesome. That's oh, yep. more if we could, but <laughs> yeah. Um, we're seeing systems that we, we, we're trying to put in place just now that are, that are going to help us get to that bigger number, but yeah, yeah. that's we, we And is that, what that. area is that most into systemized next? We had Checklist. zero systems before, it was all in our head and just work hard. Yeah. <laughs> and it's still a fair bit in our head, yeah. but we know what we've got to do going forward to get it on so other people can take our place. So we've got, yeah, quoting systems now, um, checklists, um, what else we got? Quality control. Quality control checklists, but it's made mainly for subcontractors now. We've sort of, our teams, which are sort of getting away from a building team and subcontracting everything out. We'll still have the management team, but not a building team. Okay, so they're gonna give you a fixed price quote for your fixed price quote, and then it's yeah. up to them to come in on those labor hours, etc. So a lot, all our stuff is worked off meter rates. There's no hourly rate involved, it's all meter rates. So okay. a lot of times we do work orders and say, right, oh, there's that many linear meters and this is what we pay. And they say, yep, I want that job and they go do it. Yeah. So it okay. takes out of all the variables, yeah. What, what's been, uh, I guess, the top three things that you've learned 
over the last 12 months or so that have shifted the needle the most. And what I'm looking for is, I guess, what's one thing that, or a few things that if you'd known it sooner, would have made a bigger difference? Yeah, there's a lot of things. Probably the biggest one is marketing. We never ever marketed. Yeah, mindset's big, just being clear on your goals and what you want and don't. It's still, we still struggle with that. Like people still ring us every day, want us to do this stuff. And we knock them back work every day on stuff we don't want to do. Yet we probably haven't got abundance of new houses, but we know as soon as you take it on that we won't get to our goal because you'll be tied up doing it. That's, yeah. that's, that's a bit of a struggle, especially yeah. when you've got bills and families. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And that's a huge one is defining what's your sweet spot, how big, where are the jobs located, what's the margin, what's the type of work, do we have the guys that can do it well? So we, um, what what was a big, uh, took us a lot to overcome here, our biggest money wasn't in new homes. And we always said we shouldn't build new homes yet, now that's all we do, but it was a mindset thing and we didn't have good systems in place. Now we've sorted that out, yeah. We're still, still confident we can go to a lot further than what we were, where we were sitting and we were hitting our limit of yeah. what me and Lachlan could manage. Yeah. Awesome. What What have you done running the uh, the contract or the contractor crew model that's worked well to get them? Because quite often there's a, the challenge seems to be if I've got my own guys, I've got my own contractors, they're essentially employees. They're loyal, you've got more control, you can get them to decent quality and hit their labour hours. What, what are a few things that you've learned or helped to get your contracting crews up to speed and to, to buy into the whole ethos of your company? Um, probably making sure our plans are right up front so that they, they quote me exactly what they should be. So when they come to do it, it's how it is. Um, Every, everything's documented on a plan, how it's got to be. Like if there's a light switch got to be there, it's on the plan. There's no, we don't like people ringing and asking us stuff because you've got that many jobs going and does your head in. So. If someone rings us and asks us a question, we said, did you look at the plan? And normally they say no, we say, we say, go look at the plan. Yeah, sure. So inclusions, exclusions, do you guys sit down for a few hours and do a briefing before the job or how do you how do you run that? That, that happens at quoting stage, yeah. That, you mean with, with, yeah, I guess so, yeah. So, and how many guys would you have, do you know in advance who you're going to have? Like, so do you have, how many crews do you have and do you, cherry pick a crew or is it whoever's available or who's best for that type of work? Who's best for that type of work, yep. We big on efficiency and teams, like we, because we run on schedule, we, we don't like individual teams because they give them three jobs and they booked up for three months. So yep. we like, we have a roofing team now and a brickies team, we don't just get individual ones. And we, that's, cool. which has been pretty tough on us We've had relationships with plasterers and that for 10 years and now we've changed and they're not happy. And, and we don't like doing it either, but to take the business to a next level, we've had to do it. 100%. But it's so easy, just so, like we used to organise our plasterer, the jib, we used to hang the jib rock, organise the angle and a bit of tape. And if you're one thing short or half a roll short, they ring you up to get it. I mean, now we got a person who comes in, supplies the jib rock, supplies the wool, supplies the battens, and he just gives us a fixed price that's cheaper than what we could do it and does a better job. And he doesn't ring us because if he's short, he's got to get it. Awesome. And so do you have multiple teams for each Not trade? Or how are you doing that? Just yeah. in case one of them goes rogue or? Yeah, we've got, since we've gone more professional and we are advertising books, good and these little booklets look like we know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. 
We get as many calls from sub trades as we do clients. Now we've gone and yes. we look for it. Like now we've got a good website, big signage on our fence. We got we just get all these people ringing us, wanting to do our work. So we go have a look at what they do and they give us a price. And yeah, we don't start them off in a big way. And once we got a feel from we yeah yeah. There's a lot of systemized tradies out there that are probably doing the same what we do with our building and we, they're the blokes who ring us and they're the blokes we want because they see that we're professional. We go look at them and they've got this system they can quote within a few days because they've just got a system, they know their numbers yep. and, and they're the blokes that are coming on board now and it's, yeah, that's awesome. Been... And a rising tide just lifts the quality of all, yep. all boats. Everyone gets a lot better and a lot sharper and life's a truckload yep. easier when you're not dealing with disorganised or unprofessional. Because we struggled a lot with clean job sites. Like we had our own trades and our own blokes doing a lot of things and they wouldn't clean up at each stage and they'll be still, you know, fixing a frame and they were sheeting and all that. Where now, because it's just defined subcontractors, it's cleaned up ready for them. When they finish, they know it's got to be clean and the job sites are just running. And it's freed me up too to, to try and look forward in the business as well to help Lachlan, I guess, in that side as well. And what's that done for Headspace? If, if you think back 12 months ago to now, what's that being organised, being professional, stepping up to the next level? How, how does it feel? How's your mindset? Yeah, it feels good, yeah. Yeah, it feels like you're actually doing something. But... Especially if you really knew us, how dumb we were, it feels pretty good. <laughs> I left school when I was 14 and then left when you were 15. So. I was like, you guys are crushing it. And I was just like, couldn't wait to see you guys implement some of the systems and just dominate and step up to the next level. We get a lot of comments, like, because we're in a regional town and the boys got the shirts on, they go to the pub and they like, oh, you blokes from Lagage, they go, yeah, we get back to you from Lagage. Oh, we've, we've seen all your advertising, we thought you were from Wagga or somewhere in the big city. <laughs> <laughs> Wagga the big city, I love it. Uh, and what's changed for you personally and lifestyle-wise? Like hours worked, weekends, family time, headspace, ability to go away on holiday. Yeah, I, I think I had, we probably have always been like that. We we never work weekends, never will. Yeah, I, yeah, I never, I stepped back probably three or four years ago. Not um, by choice, you just did it because of, you know, going yeah. somewhere else. But that's we that's when we started to realise stepping back actually helps. helps and then yeah. we probably decided to go with someone like this because we knew it actually worked. Worked, yeah. But when I first started building, I had it, I worked for this older guy and he'd been broke before and he, I probably looked to him a little bit and he said, in whatever money you make, invest it. So one day that you have, that's your retirement. So from when I, the first day I started building myself, I invested all my money and we had come from a farming background. So I started buying farms and four years ago, I bought enough farm land, which is my hobby plus an investment to leave building and go run that, I had to. And that's when I left the tools and Ian's like, oh, well, I'll keep building. And I'm like, yeah, it might work. But and but it, we actually made more money when I start, stopped working and I was sort of working on the business more. And yeah, then after signing up to you blokes and you explain all that, it probably made a lot more sense why it did work. And I'm still the same. So I work probably three to four days a week on that, another two, one to two days in the building doing a sales and coding I'm always, I've always got my telephone with me, but yeah. yeah. Will you look to do development or develop the farms further or what, where do you, where do you want to take the investment, you know, extra cash side? Yeah, yeah we, both. Yeah. <laughs> both. We're doing spec homes at the minute. Um, we've got three on the go and we just, 
hoping to make money grow that as well, just to possibly get away from customers somehow. Yeah, 100% right. Yeah, and then maybe that if that really goes, we'll probably put it back into farming, which is out. All right. Uh, what, what's the number one thing that you've learned going through the program? Systems? Yeah, systems. We, we probably systems. Marketing and systems are a bit of a joke, but now it's it's everything. We systemize everything we think about. We systemize if it's building or farming. We yeah. we write down what we do and and then and it changes. Yeah, and because probably another big thing is we used to think systems were complicated, but systems aren't. It's got to be simple for a system to work, and but it's got to be written down. And then if someone doesn't follow it, you can tell them they don't follow it. Yeah, 100%. What systems have freed you up the most? Did you guys systemize on-site first, then pricing, then work backwards? Or what area? We, we went straight to sales, because then we were gonna worry about the other bits if it worked. Um, and now we're probably in the middle of worrying about them. Yeah. Yeah. Marketing, marketing and sale has been huge. We tried to do the marketing ourselves. Um, only it's our own fault. We just, oh, yeah, didn't spend enough time and probably don't have the, yeah, didn't have enough know-how. Then we we went around a lot of marketing people and found someone we like, and she's been really good. And then we done a video testimonial, and that changed the world for us. Yeah, awesome. We've got a few more lined up to do it then. Hopefully, it'll just keep going from there. All, yeah. our, all our good leads that are paid for our quotes come from the testimonial. How have you changed as A, people, and B, leaders? Making sure, probably learn a little bit more for me to be make sure everyone knows what's going on rather than keeping it with me as running job sites. Um, keeping communication. Communication, um, keeping it upfront for everyone, keeping it clear so it's just as simple for everyone. Yeah, we're a lot more organised. Everyone's got dates when they come. That's helped. As a leader, yeah, just staying positive. Yeah, you give them good vibes, which is culture, or something. So, how do you do that on site, Ian? Are you doing toolbox meetings? Are you letting the guys know where they're at versus the schedule, forecast versus actual quality assurance checks? Like, what, what specifically is working well? We probably a lot of it's emails and, and talking to the subcontractors because we're so broad. Like, you can't actually be on site every time, so. Yeah. You bring him and, and just communication, but it's only because he's freed up that he's not on the tools. Yeah, and I, and I give that a really high value that if it's got to be organised and I am doing something, I'll stop doing it and organise it and make sure I'm talking to other people because they're, I know you've got a little job you're doing, but that should always have a higher value. That's, yeah, organisation. Organisation. Yeah. yeah. Is everything right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so are your foreman organising like, the other guys, the schedule, do you, do you have a materials ordering system that they're running or are you guys doing that or are you looking to delegate it down? How, how's that working? Just in the next week, that's all going to change and happen. So I can't really tell you how it's going to happen, but a bloke, we're just about, one of the blokes is really good, but he's um, not the best with communicating and talking with people. So I'm going to bring him back with me um, and he knows, knows he's building inside and out. So hopefully he can help me system. But if you just to I see to you really like yeah. you just be working under Ian, just helping him out on it all. Yeah, then just then, so I can systemise it because I'm 
bit like life when I'm we well, can't actually read or write, so we can't. Even, we have someone in here send our emails. It's overrated, right? Apparently, you don't need it to build a great business. It'd be good if we could. I tell you. If we went back, or which dad told us different things. Anyway. <laughs> so, what have been? Uh, if you have to share some of your results, what have you been from where you were 12, 18 months ago? What's revenue done? How many hours a week were you working, and are you working? And then, what's margin looking like compared to where it was? Yeah, so not a lot's changed on the work hours, but that, that this, what we do, what we specialise in has just gone to one thing and that's changed a lot. It's just simplified everything. You don't have people ringing you all the time asking questions because everything's just one thing and it's yeah. when you quote, it's what you quote doesn't change. I suppose it's a lot of things put together because then, because you do, you get paid for your quote, you get all your selections done, so there's no changes. So then you don't have to talk to your tradesman because he's already, He's quoted exactly what a toilet's going to go in there and exactly what corners. Where before we used to be all PC or itemised and allowances, and then when you get to jib rocking, you have to pick your corners. When you get to the taps, you have to pick your taps. Where we, yeah, so that fixed that. Revenue, well, this last 12 months, we've turned over identical to the last 12 months, but it's it's only just getting going. Our pipeline of sales and jobs, we've got lots signed up already. We'll double that in the next. 12 months easy. So awesome. we'll, we'll turn over a bit over 2 million before. We've done that again this year, but we'll do four to five pretty easy this next year. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be easier to do what we did. Like we struggled to get that for you before. We probably made a little bit more money, but but when you're going forward, we should double it and it'll be, yeah. it'll be We've easy. got a system now that can scale up. Before we had a system that we couldn't scale well, we up. If you talk to us in another six months, we'd probably be able to give you a little bit more actuals of where it went to, where we feel like we've only just got to where we left. We sort of didn't take it backwards, yep. it just took a while to transform into what we're doing now. I, I think with both of you being off the tools now, it's going to accelerate twice as quick. Because yep. you both got more, more sort of thinking and free headspace to be able to focus yep. on the $500,000 an hour stuff. Yes, and that, all, all that stuff is so true, like what you're thinking about and the vision of your company and, yeah. and yeah, once upon a time, what I said, oh, it's all silly talk, but I, it's as clear as day now that you've got to concentrate on all them things and, and put stuff in. It doesn't happen in two seconds, but you've got to be working on it. Yeah, 100%. And what would you say to someone who's either stuck where they're at or they want to take things to the next level, but they feel they're, I don't know, not getting traction? So as, as a builder, you've got, to, you've got to have income. So, and, and if you've been on the tools and you're used to making your, your wage, you've got to, I believe it takes a bit to step back and not earn your bread and butter. But our biggest thing was is marketing and a video testimonial. That has changed dramatically. Yeah. Um, it's all off the, all off your, all your, your systems of, of all that. Like that's we, we, probably not exactly the same, but it's based off all that. Like we read through all that and, and we, we have our marketing meetings every month and we go through it and, and it's all stuff that user taught us. Yeah. And that, but we're getting another two video testimonials done on the 20th of July, we've got that booked in there. Just awesome. think, you've got to spend the money on marketing. We're working on 2%, 2% of our turnover. Oh, awesome, okay. And we, we actually, even, it's working that well, we feel like doubling that. <laughs> we're like, why not double it? 
Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? Like, look at what's working well, double down on that, and the stuff that isn't, the holes that need to be plugged, whether it's productivity on site or how you're pricing a job, stop, fix that for 90 days, and then you'll have that solved instead of trying to build five or six bridges at once, just build one, go over, get the gold, bring it back, and then build the next bridge. Yeah, we did that with, with sales and setting a few things up. That was our first bridge, and now, now you know you've got somewhere to go. It's good, like yeah. rather than sorting things out that you aren't even there yet. Yeah, yeah it's a good feeling. Just Because we're all online marketing at this stage, it's just all emails. Not too many people ring us because they see it on Facebook and just yep. email and you have one of them come through every two to three days, it's pretty pretty good feeling. Yeah, yeah it's great, isn't it? What's your margin running at, gross margin? Yeah, 30%. Happy days. We used to run higher than that when we just, yeah, we our profit margin has come down. But you were doing more we complex sort of work though, right? Yeah, that's right. I, I, I was very busy trying to keep it keep it up there. Yeah, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to do it for 10 years doing what we are doing. You'd burn out. Yeah, whereas now you guys have got a good scalable system in most areas of the business. Yeah, it can really put your foot on the accelerator without, you know, being pulled left, right, and center, fix, right, yeah. put out fires, fix problems on site, etc. Oh, and, and cut like I well, know every builder has has their difficult customers, and we we have them do. It's not all the better roses, but communication. When you get off the tools, you have more time to communicate. That fixes them problems up to 90%. They're still difficult, but yeah. yeah. We've just handed one over on Friday and they were the most difficult people you could ever find. Yeah. But we, we any, got there, yeah. Any tips on the way through for things that you would identify from that, like red flags in either the application process, the sales process, yeah. the pricing that you think, oh, They couldn't make decisions and I, it was my fault and I let them get away with it. They didn't even finish their selection process because they couldn't make their mind up and I let them get away with it. And if anyone ever done that again, I'd either walk away or I would, if you, you can't do it then, you're not going to be able to work with them for the next three to six months. And isn't it amazing how just 5% of your clients, team, employees will take up 80% of your headspace and if you can identify those people early, yeah, yeah, I think it'll be 100 times better. Yeah, we, we knew they were going to be like that, but we were short on work because we didn't advertise. We thought, oh, we'll, we'll be able to handle this. Mm, yeah. we, we did do it. And, it. and one thing to help it, if they are, like you could not necessarily pick up on them, but if they are, and you are busy working, and it's hard to handle it, if they're the ones telling you you've done the wrong thing, but if you've got workmen or other people to subtrade, it's easier for you to handle the pressure. Mm. That's what yeah. I do. Yeah, 100% right. That systems, you know, because systems run a business, we hire and train the people to run the systems. And you as the owner set the leadership, the tone, and the culture for the business. Yep, spot on. <laughs> yeah. I love it. You guys are on fire. It's uh, epic to see, and I'm stoked to, I, I reckon you guys are gonna be surprised, or not surprised, but you're gonna accelerate quicker than what you're, uh, the path you're on. It's awesome to see. Yeah. We, we feel the same, that, that it's exciting here, we, and we get a kick out of that. All right, well, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for taking the time out to be able to talk to our other members today. Thank you very much, Lachlan and Ian from Outback Builders. I uh, look forward to seeing your guys' continued success. All right, thanks for everything. Yeah, thank All you. Right. Cheers, guys. Talk soon.